0: Welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Danny Webb. How are you?
1: Yes, I'm good, thank you. But people might not know who Danny Webb is. Well that I suppose, yeah, you you <laughs> go
0: under an alias. <laughs> who a, are you?
1: <laughs> yeah. I am Sparky Milan. <laughs> people always ask me. Someone asked me this the other day, a guy from Instagram who connected and wanted to work with me this week. I've got him. To get on all these cards and bits and bobs and he came on site and he said something, thing. Why, why are you called Milan? What's the reason behind that? So for anyone who wanted to know, I used to work in an office. I used to have to dress really smart every day, you know, special suits and all the rest of it. And somebody threw out to me, Oh, you look like you're going to uh, Fashion Week in Milan. Look at you dressed up like that. And you know how it goes. And yeah, it, it sticks. Starts, everybody call <laughs> calling me Milan. And then when I started my page, it was to try and make Electrics look like you could have a good career. It's fun. It can be a bit cool. And I thought well, I don't really want to show my face or anything like that. I don't want anybody to know who I am. So I thought, well, that's perfect. No one to know my name. So I use that, and yeah, it sort of gained momentum, hasn't it? So that's how it started. Now, now you're not Danny anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not Danny. Anymore. Everybody calls me Milan now.
0: <laughs> so, well, that's a, that's a nice. It's an affectionate nickname. So that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, at least it's not, yeah, I've been called worse,
0: so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you kind of touched on it already. Obviously, you, you mentioned you, you'd come from another industry and, and yeah. let's say, uh, career life. Yeah. Um, how, how did you get into the industry?
1: So basically, what happened was um, I started doing marketing and travel, and I was earning quite good money out of it. It's all commission-based, you know, sales type things, selling advertising, um, bits and bobs like that. Um, and I was doing okay and I started saving up my money to try and get into property and I bought a really cheap ex-council house and this must be nearly 20 years ago it was about 140,000 pound for a four-bedroom house and I thought right, I'll do it up then I didn't have any money (laughs) to do it I was working all the hours I had no money really to do it up I thought right I'll start doing it myself so if I look at that now it's, it must have been horrendous, but I was thinking it was good. I was doing my own flooring, just changing some sockets and things. And literally, it was a literal light bulb moment. I was doing a, I had to get a two-way switch in Obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm doing things that I don't want anybody to do that I hate now online. Like I was trying to read bits and pieces, get bits of info from people, and this two-way switch. I thought I'll have a go at that myself. I think I spent all day, so maybe ten hours didn't you know what was going on but at the end of it the two-way switch was working properly and I was like oh my god dear, what an incredible feeling and that's how it started and I thought this this is what I want to do like, if yeah. I can get paid to do this I will love this job and yeah that's when I started
0: No, it's always uh there's always a light bulb moment isn't there to pardon yeah. the pun but um yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah um
0: so where did you go from there how, how did you um feed yourself into the into the industry
1: so then what I did from there I was I think the reason why I'm so passionate about it comes from this I might not be the smartest I might not know all the regulations but I am definitely passionate about it and um my, my mum was ill and throughout my life she brought me lots of different jewellery and pieces like that and it was like the end part of her life and I was like look I've got all this jewellery which I don't really like and I don't wear and, and I appreciate it um would you mind if I sold all of this and got myself some extra education she's like absolutely brilliant that's a fantastic thing to do so yeah i sold all this jewelry i've got thousands of pounds for it and i started a night course which does it sound right to be three nights a week i feel like it was something like three nights a week but i can't remember now
0: i mean it can it can vary from from college to yeah, college really yeah
1: something like that i think it was two nights two nights on your books and one night practical so yeah that's how it started and I've done that I think it's like three to four years maybe that took um it was absolutely knackering because I put everything into it I was going to work straight from work going to college the days I weren't at college I was revising because I wanted to pass everything like with flying colours which I did pretty much um and because you've paid for it you put a lot more into it as well don't you so Mm. yeah that's how it started and then I didn't I still didn't get into the industry straight away um I was kind of doing (laughs) this is where I was like god what the hell have I done I was doing still my work in the office I've always sort of been a bit entrepreneurial I've had my things in different pliers bits and pieces um and a friend of mine also was becoming an electrician his dad had a building business and he took me on at like weekends and evenings but literally he was throwing me into chasing and in the loft. And mm. my weekends and evenings were spent in lofts chasing walls. And I can remember he handed me a chase. I didn't know what I was doing. He's just like, yeah, you just I'd draw the line, just cut down there, left me on my own. You know, I've got to work out how to chase on a mm. power tool, which I felt was really dangerous. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. The whole room was covered in dust. I had no PPE. And he just kept putting me on that. And I thought, I've spent all this money. This is awful i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah sticking me in locks i hate spiders it's cramped i'm too tall and uh yeah i was doing that for a few years just on the side and it wasn't until like my 30s that an opportunity come up to work on a site Um again another friend of a friend um he had said to me yeah you can bounce around with me around london i'll pay you x amount which was fairly decent he said or you can go on this site which was like an hour and a half from my house he's like you have to get up at five every morning i can only pay you a hundred pound a day because that's all that's in it by the time i worked out like, it was a massive pay drop i worked out my petrol what i was getting my tax i think i'd have been earning 50 pound a day at like mm. 30 years old you know what i mean that it's a massive drop i thought no i want this and I think it was 17 houses or something. And uh, that's where I learned everything. I, after about, I think it was really early, six weeks to two months, the guy was like, I think you're competent to do this on your own. I'm just going to come back and check every week, every two weeks. And he just left me to it. And yeah, I made my mistakes. You've got your decorators there to bow you out. Um, that's where I learned everything. So yeah, I was really appreciative of that. and I'm glad I took that cheaper route
0: did you did you have a mentor then you obviously mentioned yeah. that you you had someone kind of watching your your shoulder and, yeah, and stuff yeah
1: for the first part i had, there was a bit of a team there um but i did pick it up really really quickly i just i did at first they handed me a drawing I oh thought, god what's this i don't know how to read a drawing And um, after a day, having a look Uh, what I would do, though, I would go home and I would really like people to finish work and go home and they do whatever they do. I'd go home and I'd read and make sure I knew. And when it was a two way switch again, like that was the thing I struggled with in the beginning. Probably most people do. I wanted to really understand what is exactly happening in this switch. And I was drawing it out at home. So I feel like I was doing a lot more than the average person would do on a site. So, yeah, I had a mentor. I had a little team. Um, but then I did get left really early on and I did feel competent. I did feel confident. That's the, probably the one thing that's always helped me. I've always been really confident. And lots of people always used to say to me, once you get your confidence, once the electrician gets their confidence, they're fine. You know, they, they can go and do anything. I've got my confidence really, really early. And I think some people can take three, four years to get that. I got it in months. So I was really lucky. I don't know if that's just my personality, Or I was just naturally quite good at it, or a combination of both. But yeah, I'd say every week he'd come back for a day or two, check everything I'd done, pull apart every every little mistake I made. He was harsh, Um, but yeah, it was a really good learning experience. I think I think a lot of people I see today as well, like what we look at on Instagram, where they don't get things, they never had that site start where you're on a site and you learn everything you learn every process you learn to work around every trade I see a lot of people don't get that they just go out jobbing change a light change a smoke up but if you do that for three four five years you've not actually really learned anything you've only learned about how to terminate three cables which you could teach someone in five minutes you know so I mm. do think that's really important to get on a site and learn because I didn't have an apprenticeship I don't I think that's how you got in, didn't you? Did you do an apprenticeship?
0: Yeah, I had an apprenticeship, yeah, as well,
1: yeah. yeah. See, I didn't do that being an adult learner, but I feel like I had a kind of, it was probably a bit of a fast track apprenticeship chucked in at the deep end. So, yeah, that's how I learned. But I didn't get much industrial experience. I got pulled off site here and there to come and do, you know, some commercial things and some metal work, but I've not done a lot of that. So that's what I'm trying to do now.
0: Yeah. So how long have you been in the game now?
1: 2007, roughly when I started. So that's was that 14, 15 years, isn't it? God, uh,
0: yeah, it's got, yeah, it's a long time when you when you add it all up. Yeah. Have you? So you're saying you, you're just starting to get into the commercial things? So you've been fairly domestic since yeah, you came in.
1: I've been mostly domestic. I say I had the odd day here and there, and um, picked up my own little bits and pieces. Um, but now yeah I'm doing a lot of lighting upgrades um, and I'm, again it all comes through Instagram like everybody uses Instagram for different things but mine has been lots of work not you know not customers not domestic customers like big contractors have come and offered me work and, it, and it's amazing like I don't have to worry about going to agencies or anything like that I just post my day I don't really try to do anything you know, deliberate. I just post what I'm doing, a couple of photos and to think that lots of work opportunities come from that, it's just fantastic. And that's really what I wanted for that and to try to promote like a positive message, I suppose. But yeah, getting into that now, um, I'll I'll be honest, I'm probably a little bit out of my depth doing that. But um, I started doing some EICRs um, mm. on commercials, and obviously the difference is huge. To try, I spoke to Paul uh, Meenan about it. Um, I gave, I said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried here. Like, what do I do? I need some advice. He's like, give me a call. He talked me through, you know, what you should do, what you should look out for. You know, he said, look, every electrician has got self-doubt. You know, you know what you're doing. I've seen, you know, we've tested together. He's like, don't worry. Like, believe in yourself gave me all the advice like he is just a brilliant guy he wants no money for it nothing he just wants to try and help people that he thinks are trying to do a good thing and I think that's what maybe he sees in me and yeah he's been brilliant at helping me transition into that sort of arena yeah really
0: yeah no that's I mean that's really good I think the the key for me is always um, documenting it and taking photographs so you can retrospectively you know look at it code it and and think about the install overall when you're yeah, actually said, writing
1: yeah he said a lot of that and um he was helping me with wording he was saying you know when you're writing your coding in domestic it's completely different these are the wordings i would like to see so he's like well, i get a pen and paper jotted it down it's like i was in a classroom or, <laughs> and all of the wording that he told me to say and i think this was in his lunch break he went over his lunch break i remember it's after coming up on the that's and uh, he spent about an hour and a half on the phone helping me uh, that's just incredible
0: yeah no yeah definitely so in terms of um, your your experiences then what's been some of the, the key challenges you faced um, whether domestically commercially or just being an electrician generally
1: the key challenges probably um, I did a little video about it recently it's it's the money side of it getting paid and I'm starting to see that's actually quite difficult commercially as well because the payment terms are longer. But especially in domestic, people seem to expect you to cash flow their jobs, be that the builder or the customer directly. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not understanding why when you finish the day's work, why people are like, if I go and do a ball change and I and send you your invoice, I don't understand why you're not paying me that day, but there's lots of those problems. And it has such a knock on effect because it, it all adds up very, very quickly when if I'm just doing a little lighting upgrade and I need materials to come 400 quid, I've got another one the next day and it might be a thousand pound in bits and pieces. I've got a second fix due that's 1500 pound in bits. Well, before you know it, you, you can spend three and four thousand pound a week on materials. Then I've got to get there with my fuel. I might have to pay people who have come with me a couple of hundred pounds a day or whatever their rates are. And before you know it, yeah, you need 10 000 or 20,000 pounds float, and that's a lot for people like us to have in a float. But a lot of normal people don't have 10 pounds free just floating around. So, you know, they're the challenges, and um, we all speak online obviously. And, and the main thing now is deposits you want deposits but even you even struggle with that sometimes people don't want to pay you a deposit they want to see the work done and then they want to pay you after that day or that week or whatever so I would say that's the most sort of challenges I've had i mean i know that's not specifically related to being an electrician on the tools i mean i don't really no it
0: d- no it is it definitely is um it's something self-employed you know small businesses uh, are having to deal with on a on yeah. a regular daily basis so definitely it then,
1: is yeah. it the the eicr side of it where you're getting silly people come up with silly prices aren't you i mean i i've heard you and pete talk about that a lot as well on, on other podcasts and um and rip apart people's EICRs so yeah um van testers obviously all of that sort of rubbish it makes it difficult but it's now even from that it's creeping in where people are putting out stupid prices for just everyday work as well so I suppose you've got a battle with all that but then all I think is if you can build yourself up a good reputation a good network of people and keep putting out work the best you can you're probably going to be okay but then you know people have off days and you know I'm not 10 out of 10 every day I might post most of my 10 out of 10 work I do try to put in there you know this is a bad day where I've done a board and it was difficult like this is what it really looks like um but yeah I suppose it's pricing and money is the biggest difficulties if you took that away I could really really enjoy my job I do for the most part enjoy my job but that stress makes it difficult and some people quit because of that you know and that's
0: mm. the well yeah no i mean i left the the domestic arena i did it for a not a, well between 10 and 12 months okay. and and uh that's i'll never go back um <laughs> for, for that for that very reason yeah. you know like you say um not not so much builders i i it was just homeowners and you know mm. whoever the clients were but just arguing to get what in the scheme of things is relatively small payments where yeah. you've reacted and given top-notch service and gone yeah. above and beyond um yeah. that they don't even have the decency to pay w- within 14 days yeah is, exactly. is um yeah it's tough to take but repeatedly yeah. it does make you question your own worth
1: yeah yeah and, and i speak there's a lot of electricians i'm close to and, and i thought it was just me and when you think about it there's lots of things that happen to different people and you think well, if i'm feeling like that probably everyone is but it's nice when you speak about it and you get it confirmed but there's always like you finish the job and there's that anxious feeling you your stomach like the awkward payment part and like and I'm a confident guy like right come on I've like, done the work now you know you owe me you know, 560 pound but still it feels horrible when thinking, even though you owe me it I've given you a day's work you know I've paid for your materials and then you're worried about you know are they going to query something are they not going to pay it and it, and it's constant yeah I mean I do not say the amounts but I'm constantly owed thousands of pounds and it's just, it's just stressful I just I just want it all now so that yeah. I feel okay and sort out all my bills and things you know yeah
0: have you looked into anything like um card payments and stuff like that to oh, add to your business
1: yeah I have got that um I can't remember the one I bought or oh, I won't name it but it just it kept not connecting us so annoying and awkward <laughs> oh god's sake it's just never easy but yeah I have got that facility plus they charge you as well but i mean in the grand scheme of things it's small but and you're mm. supposed to i suppose pass that charge on but um yeah that's the biggest issue i feel i really face it, it's just annoying it's a constant battle and, and it's good to know when we talk online i'm not the only one everybody's dealing with it so yeah I'd say yeah that.
0: no definitely how do you attract your business
1: um it started First off, early on, I just put little um, posts up. It was a plumber who was like, I just put something on Facebook. And I didn't use Facebook, and I did. I started up a little Facebook. I started up a Yale page, um, and I paid for that one, so it would bump me to the top. Um, I've used various, the paying per leads one, because that's my background, um, working in marketing and things like that, and, and things with conversion. I understand conversion rates. They understand, you know, you have to convert this and this and X, Y, and Z to make that worthwhile. So I really made them work, and my conversion rate rates on some of the per lead websites was around 50 to 60% of what I would buy. I would convert, and my other background, where a conversion of one in six was good. My like, buddy, oh, I can, I can really make this work. So that's how I started. For a year, I had all these various little platforms, and I did that. And before you know it. It is crazy that one person you got from wherever it came from will call you back like five times in a year. And you think, I, I've not needed an electrician that much. But they, they just seem to add things on and they want more. And then they tell their friend. And, and before I knew it, it snowballed. And I'm just getting calls, const, constant calls. The phone goes off all the time. And whenever you think that it's mad how it works, whenever you think oh, it's going to be a, a you know, a dead couple of weeks, i'll um i'll have a break as soon as you think that the phone goes mad again so yeah it's generally just now reputation word of mouth um and obviously more recently with instagram i get a lot come through from that so yeah it's really great
0: no that's positive Uh, do you find you you struggle to fit in all the cpd and training and things around being extremely busy
1: Yes, yeah, exactly that. Um, I think I posted recently, I wanted to do, I can't remember the course, you'd probably know, but it's a specific, is it a management MVQ to do with construction? I can't remember exactly.
0: IOSH or something like that, managing safely.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, It's, I think it's mainly like a coursework type thing. But, yeah, I want, I want to do that. That's the next thing that I want to do. And, yeah, fit in time. I, I don't know where I could fit time in. I, I really want to do that. I love training and doing new courses. I've got to do the evening one as well. Um, So I fully know everything that's going on in that. Uh, they're the two on my radar at the moment. Uh, you was the one. I was doing testing um, with somebody. And you was the one. God, it was like a year and a half ago, was it? He was like, D2391. So I was like, you know what? Gary's right. I've done that. I've got that <laughs> straight away. That's good. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> that that one's fine, you know. Actually, the the um the written paper, bloody hell, that was. I mean, I have done well. I think I have got ninety percent, but I thought that was hard. The written part, and it used to be harder, apparently.
0: Yeah, I think I I caught the very last round of the what was the two three nine one before it became the four five, and now I yeah. know it's back to nine one, and yeah, it was a long paper it had some long questions you know three three pages yeah. of writing to explain your answer sort of thing yeah, yeah
1: definitely... there's one of them yeah there was a multi-choice yeah the written one even the coding one uh, some of that is so open to interpretation uh, and when you're in an exam situation i find that difficult i think you had you got a booklet didn't you of like eight photos and you had to code it and I well, that they
0: didn't have that on in, in my one they they 100%. We had, um, I think it was drawings and scenarios, and things yeah, like that. Right. When when I did that, and it was like tr- highlight the fault path of, oh, of of an earth current, and you know stuff like that. <laughs> it was uh, that it, it wasn't. I I didn't find it like tricky, but certainly the longer questions, if you yeah. didn't hit the points. It was, yeah. it was just all... You could probably have bullet-pointed your way through it, but
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it, it was just hitting those key points in the exams, yeah. So, no, well done on that. That's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I actually did enjoy... It. They put... I mean, I'm sure it's the same. They put on the rig, they press these buttons, and like, they and put, like, three or four faults in. I was like, oh, my God, the pressure. But like, <laughs> In real-life situations, and I'd said this, I'm like, what idiot, why did I say that? I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at fault-finding. Like, I don't tend to find faults <laughs> quite <full-time> quick. <laughs> <laughs> you're up first then in front of the whole class like,
0: ah. yeah no yeah it's always it's always good to keep your mouth shut in a classroom yeah. sit yeah. at the front but keep shut yeah. <laughs> um so do you use uh, like a competent person scheme as part of your work Sam
1: I don't know um I've been some things um no I don't um with that like I, I think I'm in agreement with Paula I have some strong opinions that I won't bring up today about a lot of those schemes I'm not sure I'm fully aligned with a lot of the thinking and I think I've done my exams I know what I'm doing I can test and sign off my work um yeah I'm not sure I'm fully in agreement with a lot of the things but yeah I'll save that for another day
0: so do you like uh, do you kind of just go the old school route then of just notifying straight to um yeah, to the or
1: if yeah if I'm working sometimes I'm working with electricians that are uh, n i c or whatever they are, and then um, yeah I'll test it with them and they just sign it off under their paperwork yeah is
0: is there anything that is exciting you at the moment with what's going on in the industry? there's obviously quite a few de- developments with um amendment two is, is there anything that um I is basically getting your interest?
1: Particular if it in terms of what I haven't installed yet, actually, which I really want to, I really I think I saw um, it was Bristol Sparky did an AFD board and all the little flashing lights, and I thought, Oh, that looks so cool. I've not I've not played with this kit yet. I, I need to get an install where somebody can afford <laughs> to have that because, <laughs> uh, yeah, at the moment it's difficult to find that. But certainly, when those prices level out a little bit, I'm looking forward to doing that, and uh, yeah. That's probably the main excitement in terms of the amendment two and that. And again, I need to uh, I need to spend some time with Paul. Was it was it Sparky Ninja who did a thing about that? Was it him?
0: Um, they I know Paul and the Five Group have done lots of IET talks lately on yeah. amendment two, and I think you can probably find their talks on on their podcast stream. Um, yeah. So that I think I think Paul did share one of his IET talks on there. So you know, there's definitely um, a few resources like that available. That,
1: that's something I need to catch up on. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure you and Pete will probably talk about that as well, would not you? So I mean, the Pete, two Pete
0: might. Play. He's a bit sadder than I am. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now, nah, fair play. I mean, um, lots of the the things that I'm probably going to try and go and get some training on is things like um, solar battery battery storage in the home because i've I've done lots of you know ups's and battery racks and things like that industrially um and i've probably got a reasonable understanding of of the arrangements there but transferring it domestically it it does it is a new skill set and it'll be a lot a skill set probably i would have thought in the next 10 years everyone including you and me and everyone will have to pick up and the regs will make us do that yeah yeah
1: exactly yeah i suppose the EV chargers yeah I mean I've shadowed a couple of people that do them recently and like yeah they look like fun installs I like the little uh, new testing you know testing equipment for it it's another thing to learn anything I just like learning a little bit certainly. so I'm not saying that I'm the brightest person out there I'm not but I do like to try and learn new things so yeah no
0: definitely got... every day's a school day isn't it when, when yeah. you're an electrician
1: That's why I do love this. Yeah, there's just no real two days that are the same, are there? There, There's so much to learn, so many different routes to take. I've never, I think because I started in an office and I was sitting at a desk just not moving all day, bored, you know, waiting for the the hours to tip down. Now my job, I've never got enough hours to finish the job. So the job goes really quick. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's, it's a great industry. I do. I do love being an electrician. I won't mm-hmm. lie.
0: Have you Have you thought about um, passing that on to an apprentice or taking someone on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have attempted to do that a couple of times. Um, I, I don't have the greatest patience. It's not that. Well, actually, that's not, that's not necessarily true. You know what it's like. You've got to have a lot of free time to be able to to do that. I'm always under such pressure to get something done at a certain time. And you've got to give an apprentice proper time to make their mistakes. You know, they're going to be a lot slower. Um, hopefully, you know, I will find that happy medium somewhere in the next few years. But yeah, I would love to do that. But, uh, you know, with some of the things I'm doing now, I, I kind of feel like I can do that in a different way. I know you said you'd, uh, you'd get onto that at some point in the podcast. But, yeah, I, I do want to try, say again, I'm not saying I'm the best, um, I've got the most experience, anything like that, but I would like to pass on what I've learned, my experiences and how I've done it, and try to do something positive for the, for the industry. Yeah, so if I could do that, great.
0: Yeah, so you, you we're kind of touching on it. So you, I believe you're doing um, some, some work with the colleges and is it Sparks yeah. Magazine?
1: Yeah, with Sparks Magazine. So they contacted me maybe, like four months ago to appear in one of the editions and I, I, honestly I won't lie I had the biggest smile on my face I was so happy to have any kind of recognition because again you just feel like you're just a normal person just an electrician so have someone think that you know someone might have an interest in you and what you're doing it made me feel good I won't lie am not going to try and pretend I wasn't smiling near to you no, we're, all, we're all human
0: it's nice yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a really nice thing and then um yeah, and a relationship developed, and um, I went out for a meeting with a, a few other people, and they they just basically said, you know, after having a meeting, we do think that you are the type of person that we're looking for in terms of integrity and and trying to remain humble, and and, and that you would possibly be a good role model for the next generation. And again, like, <laughs> you know, to be told that it's just such a, it's just such a nice thing to hear. So. Yeah. And that involves, it's a long project. They said that, you know, this is a 10, 20 year thing where we want to try and change a mindset, which is something I do really agree with. That, again, I think we've spoke about that being a tradesperson is somehow when you failed everything else and the thick people go there. And and that's what idiots do. And um, she said, um, sorry, it was I spoke to at the magazine we think you might be a good role model for trying to deliver that message into schools colleges and to show what you've done what you've achieved how you've achieved it and then you know would I be interested in this long-term project and yeah I was over the moon it's not something that's paid I'm not going to be getting any money out of it I don't want any money out of it it's something where I feel like I can give something back and and do something good like I say I don't knock anybody I'm not interested in free tools and promotions and working with big brands you know unless they're offering like thousands and thousands of pounds <laughs> yeah. i'll do that thank you but you know there's always a, little, there's always a price <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit like two three four five hundred pounds here and there to do whatever they say and and not be really yourself i'm not interested in that um i feel like i've well with my career and and earn my money to buy my own tools and things and anything free i generally get I pass I, I did this week actually I pass on to somebody who's learning uh, because of, that they need that more than me starting out but um, yeah to be involved in something like that I thought was amazing so I wanted to yeah this is the first time I've really spoke about that so I put that out on here today No, that's
0: lovely.
1: Have, I'm getting to meet some really nice people through the industry where I'm going around the country a little bit I'm doing lots of different jobs all over I'm meeting some really good people on there It'd be good to uh catch up with you at some point as well whenever we're in the same area
0: no yeah definitely um yeah it, it's it's building a nice little community now isn't it and yeah. um yeah like it like I, I found doing doing the podcast it's lovely to sit and actually get to chat and have a phone call um yeah. with people I, I kind of ended up although I'm asking you questions and stuff like that it does just lead to natural conversation it, it's lovely to
1: to chat yeah. with people People that would know me, but if anybody that doesn't know what's happened with my social media and career over the last few years saw me now, they'd be like, what the hell? Because I was the biggest hater of social media. I absolutely hated everything about it because all I ever saw it of was people posting selfies and having their amazing life. And if you look at their page, it was a photo of them and another one and another one and another one. And I just felt... I, I can't bear this, it's kind of Love Island social media, hate all of that, not into it at all, even though people try to poke that at me constantly. <laughs> but somehow I would like any of that, I don't. Um, and then it was only a friend was like, yeah, but that's because you're using social media wrong, or you're thinking of it wrong. Like, if you use it properly, there's loads of great things from social media. So that's when I stepped into it, and I was like, actually, yeah, you're right. If you get rid of all that rubbish and just look at what you want to look at and what you're interested in. There's loads of great people there and I've connected with a lot of great people and it's pushed my career even further. You know, I couldn't be doing the things I'm doing and the jobs I'm doing, some of the money that I'm earning, you know, whatever you you want, the opportunities I've had if I didn't start that social media. So I am grateful. I've met some great people, long life friends from there as well. So yeah, it, it has its place if you can try to use it correctly.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's probably a um, a nice, nice message to end the podcast on. So, I've got one final question. Okay. What's your favourite movie?
1: My <laughs> favourite movie. Um, well, I'm born in I was born in 1981, so I'm a, a massive 80s kid. So I love 80s films. Um, it's really, really difficult to pinpoint exactly. But I was a massive River Phoenix fan. I was absolutely gutted when he when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Stand by Me. Is right up there. A
0: Stephen King one, Stephen, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's yeah. um, about was it four kids? Will Wheaton's in it, who went on to do Star Trek. Four, four kids who discover a, a dead body out on the rail tracks, go out on an adventure. Probably that. And also, I don't really, didn't you say you don't like Tom Hanks? Did we have this conversation?
0: No, I'm okay with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah,
1: oh, I thought that you said you didn't. And uh, there's a film that I just I can watch over and over and over again. It might not be that big or popular, but The Burbs. I absolutely love it. That you know The Burbs.
0: I don't know that one. Who's in that one? <laughs>
1: um, again, I was a massive fan of Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's in it. He's the guy from The Goonies
0: yeah i i saw very recently he is now a rock star
1: yeah so it's something <laughs> weird and he got yeah. the movie slated yeah uh, yeah and he, yeah he went in on it about how terrible life is now yeah um yeah i was a massive fan of Corey feldman so probably the birds who was in that tom hanks and cory feldman and probably the headliners and again it was just About a little neighborhood and some weird family moved in, and it's like a comedy, comedy slash kind of horror. Uh, But yeah, those two really stick out. The Goonies is the obvious from my childhood, but it's so overdone. If it didn't, it sort of came back and got really popular again. If it wasn't so overdone, it'd probably be the Goonies.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it does get a lot of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It must be one, but say one is really, really hard. Unlike you, we both watch a lot of films
0: yeah no I, I'm a movie buff that's the only reason I, I add it into the podcast so I get a, t- a little bit of chat on movies as well no I mean it's been uh it's been great chatting with you Danny and uh you know thank you very much for coming on excellent
1: awesome. cheers Gary In fact, I'm I'm really glad that you know you've been you asked me ages ago didn't you both personal circumstances made this yeah. difficult but uh yeah I really wanted to do this I'm really really grateful that you asked me on and uh yeah no worries yeah, I hope it's all
0: right no it's brilliant Aaron i And thanks for listening. And
1: there we go, I got it in. changed it but in the last one you did about your favourite film, didn't
0: you? Yeah, and I was just about let me ask the fucking
1: Sorry question. Do you <laughs>